Pandemic Fatigue, Episode 108, Alternative Health Tools Podcast. Good morning, co-hosts, plus one. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I heard, I heard a cat in the background. So is, is that Chimani? Yes, she is suffering from COVID fatigue. Uh-huh. <laughs> Poor kitty. So Stephanie is in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and it's an hour ahead of Pacific time, or yeah, Pacific time, so it's like... Eight o'clock there, and here in San Diego, my name's John Beethan, it's actually seven o'clock, as is our new co-host, Kim Shea, who is also the host of Pivot and Thrive podcast, mm-hmm. which is a great podcast to listen to, and uh, I'll let her talk about it in a minute, and our other co-host, Lisa Victoria, who's in the UK, and it's about 3 p.m. there, Right. It is indeed, and it looks like it's about to rain. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah. So, Lisa, tell us a little bit about uh, you, you know, just uh, being co-hosting and what what else is going on. We'll take turns on this one. Yeah, so uh, wonderful to see you all here today, ladies, and John, of course. And we've um, we've been co-hosting now for, gosh, a year, John. Yeah. It's gone really quickly. Yeah. And, you know, I've had some wonderful guests in that time, and it's great now that we're joined by Kim to support with the show. Um, But in terms of what's been going on over here, I guess, you know, talking about this pandemic fatigue, um, it is very evident. And I know we're going to talk a little bit in more detail a little bit later. But for me, I've just been supporting clients through that, through various different tools, Um, I don't know if you want me to share a little bit later. Yeah, on share that. later on that. And, yeah. it, and, it, and and do you have hearts on your blouse? Is that what I see? I do. Oh. I have <laughs> lots of hearts on my jumper today. Pretty sweet. Uh-huh. I thought I'd brighten up the day because we've got the British weather. So Yes, you do. <laughs> the British weather. And Kim? Yeah, right. everything's going great here. It's really nice to see everybody. And uh, I've been talking to people whenever I do podcast with people for this podcast have been specifically trying to address how do we deal with the stress of the pandemic and how people are feeling with it and if see if the hosts the the, uh, the interviewers have any tips they want to give us on how to cope with it and, and everybody's been coming up with things that they think would be really valuable for special breathing techniques or uh, foods we should be eating things like that it's been really interesting to get advice from everybody on that yeah so you um you interviewed Leah. That was mm-hmm. that's our most recent episode, one oh five. Right. That's then, been released, yeah. And then episode one oh six coming up is with you, myself, and Lisa. Mm-hmm. And then you also have an upcoming episode with Faye McGrew, is that correct? On correct. Qigong. Qigong. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yep. Wow. She, she yeah, so and she had a lot of ideas about specifically what we could be eating and just the whole patterns and the way of living with Qigong that would be ideal for people to deal with this stress. And she had some breathing exercises, which she led me through very briefly on the podcast. So Stephanie, introduce yourself as you would like to be known in the world of podcasting. 
<laughs> I'm Stephanie Murphy. I'm a board certified art psychotherapist and a sand tray specialist. And I have been working virtually since the middle of March. And I'm very grateful to be able to continue working as a therapist. I can't do sand tray. I can't do a lot of art therapy that I would normally do with clients, but um, at least I'm still able to serve my community, and I'm grateful for that. Nice. nice. Yeah. Very nice. Well, it's really great that we're all here. So two things we're going to cover is... What is pandemic fatigue? What's that buzzword all about? And then um, each of us can give a perspective and maybe a little bit of what you've been experiencing. And then the second part we really want to make sure is, is that we give some um, advice to people um, that might be useful for them if they're feeling uh, pandemic fatigue, what they can do about it. So who would like to go first? I think a lot of people are experiencing pandemic fatigue, but they don't necessarily call it that. And they may not be uh, totally conscious of how their mind, body, spirit is being affected by the pandemic. And so I hear a lot of people just say, eh, I'm done with this. I'm so over it. Like, I want to play a new game. Like, mm -hmm. I'm done. <laughs> like, you have <laughs> right? options, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I think it's really valuable for us to put a name on the mysterious symptoms that we're all feeling, you know, um, I, I, I don't believe that our nervous systems were built for this kind of sustainability. Mm -hmm. If you take a rubber band and stretch it out and hold it stretched out, that's what our nervous systems are doing. They are stretched out and they have no ability to relax and rest. So even if we're doing all kinds of wonderful self-care practices, underlying there is still this unknown, this when is it going to be over? When is it going to change? When is it going to be normal? There is no more normal. Yeah, you know? <laughs> if, yeah my comment, and anybody is all, uh, welcome to jump in, my comment about that actually is that one definition that I've contemplated a lot is that depression could be considered the lack of future. And we're all facing exactly that. We have no idea what is around the corner. We don't know what's happening with our local businesses, our, our restaurants, our economy, our jobs, our family. Everything is in a state of suspension. And that is a really difficult place to sit in and continue to experience on a daily basis. And I've experienced that too over here in the UK with a lot of people around me 
you know mm. that it's that kind of fear of change isn't it and what I've experienced is is observing people especially in my networking group is the ability to bend and flex to change and take things and see them as an opportunity yes rather than seeing as as something you know that's around the corner that's an unknown and it, it is a, a case of you know a conscious choice isn't it we can either mm-hmm. see it as a roadblock and a challenge and 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 that affects our nervous system that you're talking about and we get really down about it or we can say well what opportunities does this Mm -hmm. present to us as individuals and as a community I know certainly in North Wales and they're going back into a lockdown a full lockdown next week and people are saying you know gosh when is this going to be over exactly as you've said Stephanie because you know it's been going on for several months now mm-hmm. and you know back in the summer in the UK we had the long evenings to look forward to so we could sit in the gardens till 10 o'clock at night whereas now it's going darker you know five o'clock at night and it's going to go earlier when the clocks change you know people are fearing that change thinking well how am I going to cope with another lockdown so we can talk on some tips and tools on that later because mm-hmm. it, it's with the clock changes and things as well. This second wave is starting to affect people. Actually, they're calling it here the third wave. Wow. Yeah, yeah. and if you look at the curve, it, it it there is a this is the third wave. Yeah. Yeah. I think the holidays that are approaching too are making people a lot more depressed that this is coming. Like, well, so what are we going to do for Thanksgiving now? What are we going to do? For any of these holidays where we're usually all together as a family, what are we going to do about it? And people are sick of it. They just really don't want to adhere anymore because they don't want to give up those things that anchor them every year. Mm-hmm. So it's it's tough. And for people to hang on, a lot of people are also facing loss of job, loss of income. Yep. There, there a lot of people are really overwhelmed right now. But uh, yeah, what do we do about it? That's the big question, right? All right what do we so do about maybe, it? maybe we jump yeah. into that. Um, you know, one thing I was going to say about kind of what it is, um, is, you know, my experience is um, many people are unconscious about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I became aware the other day that, uh, 30% of the clean water in the United States is used for what? Do you know? Showering, bathing, flushing toilets. It's actually used, and Lisa, uh, in, in the UK, they call, here in the United States, it's called our lawns. Yes. In the UK, it's called our garden, if I have that right. Correct. And 30% of clean water in this country goes to watering our lawns and gardens. And not wow. not a garden that is, is producing vegetables or anything like that, just a stupid lawn. And I see it, I see the guy across the street yesterday hosing down his sidewalk. It's like whatever happens. We, we don't have that challenge here because we, we're fortunate enough to have the rain that waters our gardens for us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's we're, a blessing fancy. of having the rain, isn't it? Fancy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. They but, call it liquid sunshine over here. Liquid yeah. sunshine. <laughs> I like it. Really? Well, in the UK, you have rain. In Santa Fe, they have moisture. Is that right, Steph? Moisture. Because <laughs> there's just not a lot there, right? Right. 
So that's funny. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a it's a general unconsciousness. Um, I I think my big thing about it, or one of the big problems, is that people are not having a conversation about what's going on with them. So even us, we've talked about we think people this, we think people that. So I'm going to take it a little bit different um, trek here and say that um, I have been experiencing pandemic fatigue. And there's a little bit of a sense that I don't have an out. Mm -hmm. You know, just like, what do I do? It's like, I don't want to watch a Netflix movie again. I don't want to do that. I want to stay away from the computer. What do I do? So Steph and I started going for walks in the morning. So seven o'clock there, six o'clock here. I sent her some really good earbuds. You're welcome. And, (laughs) (laughs) and we go for, it's a half an hour brisk walk. And I got to tell you, it's made such a huge difference. And then the second part of that is, is that I go to this park and I go walk around. It's a small park, but there are trees and there are that, there's that grass that takes up 30% of our water supply. But the point is two things. I'm in relationship. We're having conversations. I'm getting exercise and I'm in nature. So I consider nature, I guess we're into this segment of the whole thing where we talk about what we can do. So it's like I said in the beginning of this whole thing is that relationship and connection is the vaccine against isolation. So, um, you know, so Steph and I, this has been the best thing in the world for me anyway, I can say. And then the other thing I would say is, is that uh, go walk in nature. Nature's the great balancer, you know? So that's, it is. that's, those are my two little tips that I would offer to our community of alternative health tools, people. Yeah, it's tremendously healing. And even if you can't get out, like, for example, maybe where Lisa is, it's pouring rain and it's dark early. If you can at least look outside, watch, maybe have a bird feeder or something you can look at or garden, a pot of flowers, things that change where birds and bees will come by. It's, it's so important to feel that connection with something that's bigger than yourself and that's continuous mm. because that's the thing you can look out and see is that no, nothing out there has changed. The seasons are still happening. Birds and bees are still pollinating things. There's, there are things out there that are completely unaware that there's a pandemic. In fact, they're happier, they say, because they're coming out because there aren't so many people. But that life is still continuing. And I think it's important to look out there and realize that. And if you can get out, fabulous. But if you can't, at least look at it, stay connected to it. It's good for your soul. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, adding to that point, Kim, as well, you know, whilst we're in the UK and sometimes you think, well, you can't get out. A wise man once told me who I used to work with, you know, there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing. <laughs> and since having and since having my little um, fur baby, as I call him, my four-legged uh, little friend, Lord Louie, I take him for a walk morning and evening, whether it's dark, whether it's raining, whether it's snowing. And one of the benefits of having a dog is it makes me go out and I Mm. I was having this conversation with someone the other day saying actually you know on a cold dark winter's evening I wouldn't have just gone for a walk before I had Louis but now I do and it's a good habit to get into whether you've got a dog or not Mm -hmm. because you can still go out as long as you've got your rain jacket or you know the right the footwear or your waterproof clothing 
then you know woolly hat you can still get out and enjoy the fresh air enjoy the one and especially this time of year with the fall the leaves that the colors are just magnificent aren't they and just even that I find is a bit of a mood lifter so definitely exercise is a big one for me a big tip for people and no matter where you are um as long as you've got the right clothing there's no such thing as bad weather that's that's good advice (laughs) what what, one one thing I've noticed is uh what's helped a lot is I stopped eating ice cream so much <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were into your ice cream. Well, it's just what I noticed is I started like you know just comfort food, comfort ice mm. cream, and you know I told Steph like one of my favorite things is good quality vanilla ice cream with lemon curd. Mm. Oh, that's wow. interesting. That sounds good. Yum. Very indulgent. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you doing, Kim? Well, I am surrounded by a lot of people. I'm very fortunate in that way. I've got a lot of children and a grandchild here. And so there's a lot going on. But I I get outside all the time. I've always got my windows open. I'm not one of those people who has the blinds drawn all the time. I like to see what's going on. And I like to see when the sun's rising, if I'm up that early, and the sun's setting and stars and the moon. And I take my grandson out every evening and we say goodnight and blessings to everything that we see, you know, good night to the willow tree, blessings to you, good night to the sky and the moon, blessings to you. We get out there and really try and appreciate nature. It and then we make plans to do things too. So again, I'm fortunate I have an instant group of people here, but we make plans for how we're going to celebrate Friday evening and what we're going to do on Sunday. Just try and make little events that are exciting to us. And then with my family, my bigger family, we have a Zoom call twice a week. Where we all get together and catch up on what's happening with everybody or play a silly game. It's not normal. It doesn't feel normal, but it is it's so, just a way to connect. So where what how what games are you playing online? Steph and I have been talking about that. Uh, we played bingo and then my son has given me a link to some other games we're going to try or we'll just have um, different like quizzes and things like that. A little trivia. We've done Trivial Pursuit where we oh, compete fun. with each other and it's it's just really fun. It gets people laughing and, and people's competitive natures come out, which is definitely normal. So that we have a good time doing that. Well, if you if you have links, anybody out there, you know, or, mm-hmm. or, or uh, yourself or anybody out there has any links to let us know the online games that we could actually use and share with other people. Just drop yeah. us a line. Just go to alternativehealthtools.com and you can just leave us a message there. Yeah, because yeah, that makes it more so fun. So when you say instant, when you say instant people or whatever you said, are you talking about mm-hmm. just like adding water and stirring? Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> they're just they're just here. I don't have to do very much at all. Well, they're just Kim, here. they they can't be just there. Are you picking? Are you taking on the homeless people or what? <laughs> well, in a way, they are, but they're my children, so they live here. Ah. But uh, <laughs> no, but I have a 15 year old at home and an 18 year old who's sometimes home. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry, 19 year old sometimes home. My 26 year old is here, the grandbaby, uh-huh. my boyfriend. There's there's just people here. There's a lot of people here. Yeah, I so love there's it. a lot of different things going in and out of the house and then three, two dogs and a cat. And, you know, there's a lot of life happening underneath this roof. So I'm well, very I, blessed I know we're getting, per, I know we're getting personal, but who cooks? Me. Oh, you are busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I plan. Like two I say podcasts, what we're having. Two podcasts and your business, which we haven't talked about, but which is basically aging purposefully. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And when you mentioned bingo, what immediately came to my mind is, oops, she just dated herself. <laughs> Bingo's been around a while. I know, I know. Yeah, but somebody found one of my, I think it was my sister-in-law, found a online bingo thing where we all had virtual cards and, and then they were calling out the numbers on their end. And so it's high-tech bingo, John. You it's play, high-tech bingo. You, you play for stakes? <laughs> Do you play for money? Yeah, we did. They had prizes, so we were playing for that. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, it was fun. fun. We did the same thing with trivia too. We had prizes, and I sent out. It was our golden. This was this is when it gets kind of depressing sometimes. It was our golden anniversary Zoom call. So we Zoom call twice a week, and that was our fiftieth Zoom call. And when we get to these numbers, sometimes we try and make it a celebration, but it's also like, wow, we've been doing this a really, really long time that we've been in this situation. So that's when it kind of hits you how long it's been going on. But I sent out boxes of uh, Ferrero Rocher, the little gold wrapped chocolates to everybody for their 50th Zoom call anniversary. <laughs> so could we I, just could, try and have fun with it. Could I, could I get on the call, please? Could you? Send <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> I like I'll chocolate. Adopt you. I'll adopt you. Yeah. We'll, we'll all be there. <laughs> I have, I have even more children now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So for me, um, our family, I initiated a family call weekly. Okay. And these are uh, cousins and uh, anyway, relatives in, from Seattle to Boston to Paris, France. And nice. it's been, yeah, it's been really wonderful. And honestly, so many of these people, I really never really knew. And now over this last three, four months, we've gotten to know each other really, really well. We're on for an hour. How long are you on for, Kim? I set it for two hours. It usually goes about an hour and a half. Yeah. Talk about video and uh, Zoom fatigue. My God, you are dedicated. Yeah, but the nice thing is you can just get up and walk out. There's a lot of us. So if you need to go to the kitchen, get something to drink or go deal with barking dogs, you just get up and walk away. Try and make it as normal as possible as if we were all in the room together. Yeah. Well, I've been thinking uh, with Halloween coming up about doing a Zoom dance party. Mm. <laughs> I got fun. the playlist put together. I'm ready to go. That sounds fun. Fancy dress, too. What's that? <laughs> fancy dress, too. Fancy dress? Mm. Yeah, costumes. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Do you celebrate that, Lisa? You don't celebrate that, do you? In Halloween, the UK? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you do? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's and again, you know, no, talking about the fatigue, you know, a lot of people are thinking about how they can do it differently this year because Mm -hmm. obviously they, the children only go around with the parents knocking on doors, trick or treat. And then, you know, the people in the home give them some treats for their little buckets. And obviously that's not going to happen this year. So people are, even my partner's work are talking about doing a pumpkin competition where they take, they carve pumpkins, take a picture and send pictures in so they can do something a little bit different. Um, but a lot of people are starting to feel it now because of mm-hmm. Halloween and because of Christmas and going out to Christmas parties and mixing and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, that's where that fatigue's kicking in over here because of the darker nights and not being able to bonfire night and things like that. Guy Fawkes. Yeah. Guy Fawkes. Guy Fawkes, yeah. <laughs> Guy Fawkes? What are we, what's that? So bonfire night. Oh, bonfire. Great. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Steph? You have to take a look. Look it up. I, okay. I will. I will. Yep. Steph, what's what's on? Uh, what are you doing? 
Or what, well, do, you, what do you recommend? I know that you have <laughs> like uh, four days a week, you're on the phone a lot with uh, clients. Yeah. So you probably and, have something to and say. And one of the things that um, my therapist and I have talked about is that this may be the very first time that therapists are having to cope with exactly the same symptoms that our clients are experiencing. Because usually we keep our own lives pretty close to our chests. You know, we um, take the high road. We have the power which is bullshit, actually, but <laughs> that is a perceived authority, you know, the therapist has to have her stuff together. Well, in COVID, we're all facing exactly the same thing and uh, the same challenges, the same fatigue, and um, being on a screen for six, seven, eight hours a day, day after day, week after week, month after month, that also is taking its toll. And uh, I would recommend um, blue light filter glasses for people who are on a screen all the time. Um, when I first started working virtually, I noticed I was getting a lot of headaches and eye strain and more floaters. And I thought, whoa, this is like, I, I'm not going to be able to do this. I got blue light filtered glasses and um, wore them one day and all of my symptoms disappeared. Wow. So, so they really do work. I highly recommend them for people who are on screen all the time. And um, I want to circle back and underline something that you said, Kim, about connecting with something bigger than us, something larger than who we are. And I think that right now is tremendously important because we are all so isolated um, and we can connect and we can have family zoom calls and it's just not the same. A virtual hug does not feel good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just doesn't. So, so in line of what I recommend um, is, um, creating as much consistency and stability as you can. If there is a way, like taking a walk at the same time every single morning, walking your dog in the morning, at night, um, sitting on the patio, sitting in the garden, uh, doing deep breathing exercises, maybe uh, meditation or uh, mindfulness practice. I think our spiritual practice, whatever that is, maybe it's walking, maybe it's hiking, maybe it's yoga, maybe it's going to church and traditional um, devotion. Uh, whatever that is for anybody, I think uh, being connected to that 
greater than who we are and creating ritual is um, one way that we can sustain sitting in the unknown. So our minds are so powerful. We can we can create stability just by closing our eyes and thinking about it, you know? And uh, I really encourage people to um, indulge in their imaginations right now. You know, we kind of have free reign. So, yeah. That's yeah. really beautiful, Stephanie. That, you know, it's so true, isn't it? That mm-hmm. indulging in our own imagination and, that's something I've kind of developed over the last few years. And I do um, what's called a miracle morning. Uh-huh. Um, and as part of that, it part of it is the meditation and also the journaling. And it's really amazing what comes through when you just sit and you're still and you say connect to something higher than ourselves, whether you believe in angels, whether you believe in the universe, whether you believe in God or, you know, a, you know, a religious figure. It's connecting, isn't it? And open it up that energy to receive. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, quite often when you ask a question and say, what do I need to know next? You get these amazing insights that you think, like, where did that come from? <laughs> but being still enough for long enough to calm that nervous system down. So you're talking about the elastic band stretching. Yes. It just helps that just temporarily come back in, doesn't it? for us to be still enough to be able to start figuring our way. What's our next step? What's my next step? Just ask that question and just start writing and see what you receive. And, you know, I love what Kim was saying as well about, you know, connecting with people because it's, it's so important, isn't it? Because when we're with, with others, it's great. But when we're with alone, you know, they say, don't they be careful of your thoughts when you're alone because it can be quite a lonely place. Mm-hmm. And that's where when you are alone practicing, connecting to something higher or doing some journaling or something like that at least you're making the most of that time alone and you're not having those spiraling thoughts that are getting out of control because you know they say don't they you know 95 to 97 percent of our time is subconscious thoughts so it's basically Mm -hmm. pre-programmed habit and if we keep going the way we're going, we're going to go stir my crazy, aren't we? <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. about consciously creating new habits, like you're saying, and that routine and new thoughts. So I think for me, following on quite nicely from what Kim and Stephanie and John have said, you know, the exercise, walking the dog is really important. And then being around people and having that human connection, even if it's just on Zoom, so you're getting that interaction and those mm-hmm. laughs, because you know, laughter is amazing, isn't it? And then when you're alone, connecting to something higher than you and being still enough for long enough. So we're, you know, getting that elastic band to get back to something that's more normal. You remind me that there is a a phrase that says the psyche knows exactly what it needs next. Yes. Mm. So I love that because as a therapist, I don't have to figure anything out. I just need to ask the right questions and hold and witness 
my client's psyche mm-hmm. doing what it wants to do. And what you're talking about, Lisa, is just exactly that. Like if we can sit still long enough to hear what our psyche is trying to tell us, that's the key, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that is the key. We have to be still long enough. And that's hard to do, especially, I think, when we're under so much stress and we're thinking about, well, but what about this? What about that? And how am I going to handle this? And it is hard to do, but it's such a good practice. And this is an opportunity for us to work harder on being still and listening and trying to receive information and to maintain perspective about where we are. And this is hard. It's definitely a hard time. It's probably not the hardest time that people have been through. It's just, it's so sustained. Like you said, that rubber band is stretched for so long, Stephanie. So Mm -hmm. it's just, it's hard because it seems relentless. Like there's no end in sight. Yeah. And I think whatever emotions we're having are absolutely valid and necessary. You know, we mentioned we're all in it. And nobody's really talking about it. So um, one of my clients has a 12-year-old daughter. And the 12-year-old daughter said, I hate you people. I can't get away from you. (laughs) And she, you know, the poor child was just having a total meltdown. And and it, it really elicited a conversation about what do we do with those big emotions because they are so big and depending on how we've been raised, they may or may not be permissible to express. And um, right now it's imperative that we express them. You know, if we're angry or frustrated, what do we do about that? And I love writing. I love the whole writing uh, technique. I do a thing called angry art, making angry art and channeling anger and frustration and scribbly coloring just as an emotional experience. Um, I think it's really valuable for all of us, excuse me, to really encourage more expression. We had a, family who is like doing all the I can't get away from you and so they created um a family temper tantrum (laughs) and they loved it they loved it they you know mom and dad and the kids and the dog was jumping up and down barking and he was all excited and this family stomped their feet and screamed at the top of their lungs and they were just like growling and whatever a temper tantrum would look like to them that's what they did it all ended up in a great big pile of people laughing and giggling and tickling each other and so just that permission to express their frustration that they were trying to keep in and it wasn't working (laughs) and they were getting angrier and angrier and more resentful of each other until they said you know what this is crazy you know we're all frustrated and tired and angry and let's just release it 
was and what an great. amazing creative solution yeah. Yeah. i was um i was talking to a friend of mine who's a yoga teacher the other day and she said join my online yoga classes I'll guide you in terms of the poses. If you want to wiggle or shake or, you know, in, instead of Savasana, lie like this, lie like a starfish, she said, do. And she says, I'm encouraging people to, you know, color outside the lines at the minute because we're so confined by rules around us in terms of how we can, you know, manage what's going on at the minute. It's like, let's expand our creativity and where we would normally have rules in other areas like you've got to follow this yoga practice or you've got to color within the same lines just let it flow and I just thought that was amazing advice from her and very kind of liberating for her students in her class to be able to feel that freedom Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good point Lisa I think that's one thing that people are having such a hard time with is feeling like they don't have freedom you have to wear the mask you have to limit this number of people here. You can't go in here with this group. You can't do this. You can't do that. You know, it's just, I think it's just stifling to people. Mm-hmm. It's so unnatural. And that is something we need to look for. I like that. That's really a neat story. And I like mm-hmm. the, the, the family temper tantrum too, because that's also not normal. But, you know, ordinarily you wouldn't allow your kids to have a full on meltdown like that. At least right. I wouldn't. But um, right. Now you're saying, no, we're all having, we're all having the full on meltdown. Let's go for it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is a a way to accept and support our own humanity. Hmm. You know, we're not superhuman. We're not built to deal with this kind of anything. So whatever we're experiencing is absolutely appropriate. And what do we do with it? Whatever comes to mind, you know, we can be in our imagination and get creative and, and maybe uh, COVID is really a miracle in disguise, giving us all an opportunity to, see our lives differently from a different perspective that's really powerful and i've i've witnessed that over here in the uk a lot of people are now reflecting and saying gosh you know i don't want to travel on the train two hours a day into you know the center of london and do a job you know for 10 hours a day and get home and not see my children go to bed at night it's giving people that reflection time isn't it to say Mm -hmm actually let's do something different so it's, I think it's waking a lot of people up to start challenging the norm even though it, it is uncertain and at times can be scary for people I think a lot of breakthroughs are happening as well it's making the world slow down isn't it mm-hmm. yeah literally literally the earth is calmer the planet's calmer a lot less vibrations because of what's happening but I, I do think that's something that is kind of a luxury for us and probably for listeners on this podcast that we can sit there and really analyze that this is an opportunity. It's, it is, feels like a loss, but there's also a lot of opportunity. But for a lot of people, this is also, it's just, it's just hard. It's just really hard because they've lost so much or they've mm-hmm. lost, actually lost loved ones to this disease and it's been hard for them. So for them, they're probably not there yet where they can say, there's an opportunity happening here. It's just true. too much pain right now for some people. True. Yeah, thank you for that. Mm. And I think um, 
grieving is such a personal, intimate experience. We all grieve differently. And if it hasn't occurred to us yet, we are all grieving the loss of so much. We can't even hold it all. Mm. A lot of complicated layers and layers of grieving, which I think also contributes to our feelings of fatigue. Yeah, it's draining to be Mm -hmm. in that state. And I think ordinarily with grieving, we have a way of reaching out to other people. We have people who try and distract us. And right now we can't have that. And my son has a friend in school whose mother suddenly passed away about a month ago. And it was not COVID, but she just suddenly died, a young, healthy woman. And the family is now, they're in isolation. They can't go out and seek the distractions that might help them by being with other family or friends. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it's horrible to be grieving for those of us who are. And as you said, we all are on some level, but some are on a much deeper level of grief, and they can't go out and get the things that they would normally get from other humans at this time. It's really compounded. Mm-hmm. And it's so true, Kim. You know, I, I'm, uh, thank you for bringing that up because I'm thinking back to in the summer when I was um, working with a doctor's surgery and I had a patient come in and she lost her dad to a car accident at the beginning of COVID. And he didn't pass away because of COVID, but he had a car accident and they couldn't go to see him in hospital um, because Mm -hmm. of what was going on. And that was a massive shock to the family. And then having to deal with it in the way that we're not used to dealing with it because we can't go and be at their bedside. And, you know, in that moment, it was just a case of what we talked about was self-care because mm. the, the situation is a situation and it's awful that she she's lost her, her father and she's in that grieving process. But actually that's where the self-care kicks in because she was starting to beat herself up over things she could have or should have said. Mm. And actually it's not helpful. Mm. It's just even more torturous. So it's adding additional grief onto what's already a grieving process. Mm-hmm. So it's it's about that self-love and that self-care. If anybody's out there who is going through anything, whether it's, you know, work-related, family-related, any losses and that grieving process, it's about practicing that self-care because we can't change a situation, but we can change the way we look after ourselves in that situation. Mm-hmm. I think that is really important to start treating yourself as you would treat a loved one or a best friend and be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point, Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. Self-care is good. If you can if you can find that for yourself, especially right now. It's a real treat and you deserve it. So I'd like to wrap up a little bit and um, ask each of us to just one quick, I'm not going to say tip, but just uh, give, give your best in terms of what we could leave these people. And uh, I'll start by saying, be safe, wear a mask, be kind and compassionate because you have no clue with or without the pandemic 
what another person's going through. You just cannot mm-hmm. know, especially if you're not having conversations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very powerful, John. Yeah. My tip would be to start planning for the future in a fun way. Like uh, Stephanie was talking about using your imagination. And I think that's something that if you can let yourself think, okay, now when this is over, what am I going to do that's going to be really fabulous? It's going to be really fun. And it doesn't even have to be based in reality, but just allow yourself time to go in there and think about what you're going to do. I know with my family, we're talking about the big get together, the big fest that we're going to have. And it's going to be seven days. There's going to be nonstop cooking and eating and laughing and having fun. And it's just, it's just fun sometimes to think about, Oh, that'll be fun. We'll do that too. And whether it happens as we're planning, it doesn't matter. It's just a matter of thinking about the logistics of it. It gives you something fun that's future. And it's nice to think that there is something beyond this time that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. Creating your own distraction. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And a fun one. Yeah. 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 I would say, um, be true to who you are. We don't have to sugarcoat how we think, feel, or behave right now. I think everyone needs to step into their own sovereignty and make sound decisions for themselves. And don't be judging everybody else. They're wearing a mask. They're not wearing a mask. They get to make their own decision, but everyone needs to be comfortable with how they are moving forward in the world. So my advice would be uh, take the time, listen to the message of your psyche, and trust yourself. I like that. Nice. So, you know, cosmic faxes or notes from the universe or whatever you want to call it, I just had this thought come to me that I need to share and hopefully it'll help someone out there. And that's just to write a love letter to yourself. And it's something Ooh. that I experienced um, probably a couple of years ago and I'd never done it before. And quite often we can write cards to people wishing them happy birthday or Christmas or whatever it is and sending our love to them. But when was last time we wrote a love letter to ourselves telling us how well we're doing and what we're proud of? So I just invite our listeners out there to 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 write a love letter to themselves. And then in times of, you know, peaks and troughs, just to get that letter out and reaffirm um, how how well you're doing, Mm because we're all doing really well. Nice. Love that. Don't want to leave that one out. I love it. We <laughs> yeah. all love love letters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been, uh, I've, yeah. So it's a couple new podcasts I've been listening to are, um, are you know, basically about uh, these women telling stories about true love, not fiction. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's been really nice. Love is an important thing. So thank you, Lisa. So, yeah, in ending, I want to let everybody know that in the episode notes, I'm going to include uh, probably email addresses, if that's all right, or you can let us all mm-hmm. know, to Stephanie, Kim, Lisa, and myself. So it'll give you an opportunity to reach out to any one of those people if you'd like to. And then we also have a new website, 
And I don't know if you've had a chance to go to it, but it's pretty cool. And if you just go to www.alternativehealthtools.com, you can leave us a review, which we'd really, really appreciate. Um, not necessary, but we'd also like to know what you think of this, uh, this uh, podcast show. Um, you can, of course, if you really like it, do share it with a friend. And also, um, I wanted to mention that there's a feature on the website. There's a little blue button on the bottom right, and you can leave us an audio message. Or you can don't if you don't want to do that, you can actually click on contact us and leave us something. But here's the thing. I would love to hear from you out there about what you're doing to take care of yourself. If uh, Even if there's something we already mentioned here, but that it's working for you, it'd be really, really nice to know what you're doing for yourself or something you're experimenting with because we just want to let as many people know about this as possible. And uh, that's kind of it. And a reminder, this will also be up on YouTube. And... Uh, that's kind of what, that's kind of it. Anything else anybody wants to say? No, thank you. This is a great idea. And it'd be fun if we did get a lot of feedback from people about what they're doing and we could sit down and talk about that mm-hmm. another morning and share mm-hmm. it with everybody. And if you, guys are luck- if you guys are lucky out there, meaning talking with everyone that's listening, we'll actually bring on a couple guests too. But <laughs> that'd be fun. Yeah. It's yeah. Very exciting. We'll continue with more guests, but this has been fun. I can see doing this every week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Lisa, yep. Stephanie, and Kim, thanks. I'm glad thank we you, were John. able to make, thank make you, this. John. Thank you, John. You're welcome. Lovely seeing you, ladies. Yes, yeah. you too. too. Okay. Be uh-huh. safe out there. And don't yep. forget, you can uh, share this with a friend and subscribe anywhere you catch podcasts. We don't have to tell you where anymore because it's gone mainstream. So. <laughs> Until next time. Awesome. All right. Bye.